This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wrestle me, Mark. Wrestle me, Peter. Oh, Mark, it's so hot. I've not slept, but I've watched a lot of wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> Did some of the wrestling make you sleepy? Uh, some of it made me sleepy. Most of it made me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I started watching WrestleMania 11 last night at yes. 6pm. Yes. And it's probably like three hours. But it's two and a half hours. You, you have to stop quite a lot to write <laughs> things down and, yeah. and, and to do that. And... Honestly, it was about midnight by the time I finished, and I was sweating. I looked, I looked like Bam Bam Bigelow, just sitting in my house in some pants, going. <sighs> I felt, and the worst thing about this WrestleMania is right the the main event where you have Lawrence Taylor, and there's yes. a bit where Lawrence Taylor right at the end he's wiped out, he, he can't move, he's so tired. And looking at that made me feel even worse. I was like hot and watching Lawrence Taylor not breathe, and I was like, I'm going to die. I am going to. It is. So hot, I can't tell you. It is crazy. And to anybody listening uh, over the pond or anywhere else, really, mainland you Europe, lucky devils. They're probably used to having air conditioning. We do, we Brits, yeah. we don't have air conditioning, so we're just big sweaty boys. I was I was on the bus this morning coming here, and oh. it was so hot that even though there was nothing sticky on the floor, my trainers were sticking, <laughs> sticking to the floor, to the floor of the bus. <gasps> wow! If I if I was like a sheep that they were going to kill, that would be illegal. Hmm? <laughs> TFL. Am I right? <laughs> I, I've got other stand up tropes. I do. I don't pay my taxes. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with checks? Right. <laughs> this is bad stand up. This is bad. To, uh, whoa, hey, whoa, whoa, the, steady. The heat is on. The heat is on in Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, but oh, what? The heat is off. What? Because huh? this is the first WrestleMania where Vince McMahon has finished his two-and-a-half-year-long steroid and conspiracy trial oh, that the US government had brought against him. That's why Pat Patterson got a referee spot. <laughs> <laughs> Pat, he, went, he went, fuck it, I can, I can do anything. I mean, I'm... Pat is back. <laughs> Pat is back in a big way. Pat is part of this trial. Yeah. So the trial, I went through all of the stuff last <laughs> night. It's such a fun trial. It's so much fun. <laughs> um, basically, you've got, you've got, we've set this up before, but mm. the US government decide to bring in charges against Vince McMahon. Yes. And the charges are conspiracy charges. Mm. And at the heart of it, they're saying he encouraged his wrestlers to take steroids, which are now illegal, mm. in order that they would look huge and therefore his company would make more money. Big boys. And that the conspiracy is that everyone was involved in this, that he was going around saying, you need to get on the gas. And they had a tame <laughs> doctor who would give them all the, uh, yes. all, all the things. Now... This trial was, at the time, massive. Mm. Absolutely massive. It was running at the same time as the O.J. Simpson trial. Oh. And they were really competing in the press. I really, really remember clearly, I was in the sixth form of school, and I, we had to do a thing called SCS. At our school, you had to do one of two things, CCF or SCS. Right. CCF was Combined Cadet Forces. Right, okay. Where you had to go and be in the RAF for two years. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like I'm from the 30s. And SCS was a thing that the children who were socially aware, woke, or homosexual did instead, <laughs> which was uh, SCS, which is Social and Community Services. Right. So I used to have to go to a big Victorian asylum in Leavesden, yes. where they would put us in there with everyone who was, you know, suffering very, very badly with mental disorders, mm. and uh, we'd talk to them. And mm. by and large, it was... Two years of, of nightmarish interactions with very frightening people. Yeah, the sort, the sort of thing that probably wouldn't happen nowadays. No, like, I don't think so. that. Probably shouldn't happen then. Then, no. I mean, You're not a professional. 
Their, their head's gone, I, and n- never the twin shall meet. I, I managed to get swung onto a ward full of uh, geriatric old ladies right. uh, who were, by and large, I mean, I mean, hilariously mad. Where yeah. they'd sort of one of them would drag round dollies in mm. a in a chicken sort of chicken in a basket basket, yeah. and she would talk about uh, how she was taking her children sledging. It was all that. Everyone was yeah. quite fun. Uh, there was it's, a, it's, it's a great uh, gimmick for any wrestler. <laughs> I got off with my first lady there. Oh, she get, I think I just remember you telling me yeah, she came over. She was and a, eighty-three year old. Her name there was Mary, go. and she she stuck her tongue in my mouth. Yeah. There you go. That was uh, not how you really want to start your sexual career. No, uh, well. almost ended it. <laughs> if I, if I, um, but when I was working there, they had a little shop in the middle of this huge, like terrifying, gothic, crumbling institution. Mm. And they, it made the front of the mirror of this trial because Hulk mm. Hogan was one of the people who testified. Yes. And Hulk Hogan on the, 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 the this whole trial, Hulk Hogan had, had really sort of said, yes, I took steroids. And the British press, it was front page news. It was mm. huge. Um, the other thing that came out of this trial is that um, the lawyer for the WWE, Jerry McDevitt, made it very, very clear that wrestling was an entertainment, that it was you know, predetermined. Yeah, and, and that they, was a big story as well. That was a huge story. Yeah, yeah. he he sort of he, he said a thing saying, you know, a lot of people like the mystery of wrestling, but let's let's get rid of this whole idea. There's a mystery about it. It's it's a entertainment, mm. and it's where they first start using the phrase sports entertainment. That, that right, appears okay. for the first time in the trial because it works, and then this WrestleMania it, it helps and it works for them. Yeah, it's a it's a, honestly if you get a chance to read the actual transcripts mm. of it. It's uh, it's like a great drama. It would mm. make a really good. You know that one they did about the OJ thing, American yeah, yeah, Crime Story. Yeah, like a Netflix sort of thing. It'd be it, a great idea. Yeah. It, it really is great because you get this this bit where they, they all come in and, and the 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 attorney is really really the, the, the defense attorney. There's a woman who is uh, looking after Vince's case who is called Laura Brevetti, and she is everything she says is like it's been scripted for her by <laughs> uh, you know the writers of the West Wing. It is so exciting. Um, they basically break it down and say. There was no big conspiracy. Yeah. What there was was people using steroids. They chose to do it. Vince McMahon never asked them to do it. If he shared some steroids with Hulk Hogan, which we admit, it was because they were mates. Yeah. And it wasn't him saying, you have to do this. They had loads and loads of wrestlers come in. So they, they, the government said, right, you guys are talking to us. Moondog Spot, Tom Zenk, Warlord, Tully Blanchard, Rick Rude, Nails, the Ultimate Warrior, <laughs> as well. and Hulk Hogan. Steady. Let's <laughs> wind this. I've not seen Nails yet. Do you know what? Nails never appears at a WrestleMania. Aww. But what he does do is appear at a SummerSlam. He's there at SummerSlam 92. <laughs> right. And SummerSlam 92, he has a match against Virgil. And what happens in this trial all relates to this match he had at SummerSlam. Really? And it can be seen as being the single most important match in wrestling history. <laughs> and Virgil is somehow involved. <laughs> Virgil is, is very much a minor part compared to nails. <laughs> nails is I, 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 the the greatest thing is we have we, we're going to be doing some specials yeah. on SummerSlam. Yes. So what? There's, there's no secret there. That, that's what we're going to be doing. That is what we're going to be doing. We're going to plug this at the end of the show, but that's what we're going to be doing uh, in the month of August. I have got five pages of notes on nails, <laughs> and I have written save this for the special common up soon. <laughs> I spelt that bit wrong. Yeah. Now he is. You're going to love this story. You are going to love this story. He well. is. He played a, um, uh, a, a, a sort of convict who right. had been wrongly jailed by the boss man. They never quite... Oh, so the boss man was involved somehow, right? Well, yeah, yeah. And, and they were building up for this feud. Nail's mm. one of the worst wrestlers in the world. And what happened is they basically had this stupid thing where, weirdly as well, don't say he's been wrongly jailed by the boss man because that makes the boss man look, look correct. Bad, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but they, they have this, this, this character and all they're doing really is building him up for this feud with the boss man. He is throwaway. Yeah. If Vincent Lang could go back and say... Should I have hired this guy? He could have saved himself years of problems. <laughs> but had he not done it, the business would have been very, very difficult. And mm. Vince McMahon may have ended up going to prison. It's, it's Nails. so exciting. Nails the saviour, but also Nails, the problem. Nails wanted Vince to go to prison more than anything else in the world. Well, Nails knew what it was like. He was wrongly jailed, Mark. <laughs> well, yeah, it would have been different because Nails was wrongly jailed. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Nails is... I can't wait to tell the story. It's going to be Lovely. probably like four weeks away. But I guarantee, if you're beginning to flag with this podcast, right, in three weeks' time it picks up again. Did they have to build a set for Nails, like a, a jail-based uh, set uh, Did they? No, he had a big red jumpsuit on right. with so Nails. They sort of exposition. Went, I mean, it's hard, because they never sort of said what he was in for. Mm. His overall demeanour was, 
it was very serious. <laughs> it wasn't like a funny thing where he was like yeah, Repo Man yeah. going, I'm going to get you yeah. because you, you, you put me in prison because I was, I was stealing an egg. It was nothing like that. It was a really horrible aggravated burly. <laughs> the undercurrent of it was... He chased a woman down he's the sewer. Mur- he's murdered a child. That, that seemed to be the sort of serious nature of the crime. Or, you know, yeah, he uh, he got he got uh, he was on drugs and he tried to skin a lady. He, what? This is this is bleak. Um, the, the trial itself, the wrestlers in this trial are are great. You know how they're like larger than life characters, wrestlers. Yeah. In this, they all are terrified of getting on the wrong side of Vince McMahon, never working again. Well, uh, yeah, so, I mean, are we going to start now, are you, like, properly, we'll, or, we'll or do, do you want a little bit? Let's, let's do a little bit of the trial, but I won't yeah, mention okay. some, of the, some of the great bits. Okay, cool, yeah, yeah. Um, but all of the wrestlers came forward, and, and, and uh, the government had called them. These mm. were government witnesses. Yeah. And they all spoke under, I believe they all had immunity from prosecution. Right. Okay. So they were very open. Mm. But every single one of the witnesses damaged the government's case by saying, oh, I took steroids long before I ever went to WWF. Yeah. I got to WWF and they couldn't find a single wrestler, who I believe were actually all telling the truth. Mm. They couldn't find a single wrestler who said, Vince McMahon specifically said to me, you need to get onto steroids yeah. so that you look better. Because it was just cultural, doesn't it? It I was, guess. yeah. Like, I mean, I, it doesn't excuse uh, the WWE being quite dirty when it comes to steroid abuse and stuff. Yeah, but um, culturally, if you want to look like a big giant, it's going to help. The you, Ultimate Warrior, he 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 was he he did probably his most coherent uh, <laughs> promo <laughs> of all time. Um, so he was asked by the prosecutor, "Did you see signs of others using steroids?" And the Warrior said, "I'd been around long enough to see it and hear casual conversations. It wasn't like a great silence fell across the room when someone talked of steroids." Yeah, and uh, the Ultimate Warrior said, "85 to 90 percent of the WWF wrestlers, uh, while he was there, were on steroids." Like, mate, I, I've told you before, like, the, 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 there's a sharp spin at my gym. You know what I mean? Yeah. People put their needles in the sharp spin. It, it, entirely. It's, it's, it's implicit. That... The Warrior had actually been fired because he left a load of sharps in a hotel room. Right. And they'd got back to the WWE and Vince yeah. McMahon had said, mate, you can't be doing that. Mm. And the, the defence had said, oh, so he was really aware it was going on. And they were like, yes, that's our culture, oddly. Mm. Um, th- there was one person who said, Vince McMahon said to me, you could probably do... Uh, it, Rick Rude said to Vince McMahon, I'm off steroids because I want to start a family. And Vince McMahon had said to him, you you probably need to, you know, kick all that stuff. Uh, and they, they'd sort of said, so what was he talking about? Steroids? And Rick Rude said, yeah, I think so. And they went, could he be talking about anything else? And Rick Rude said, yeah, smoking. I'm, I'm a huge smoker. And I think actually, now I think of it, he might have meant stop smoking because that will help your fertility. So there are all these things. Every time the government go, ah, smoking gun, yeah. it just falls apart a bit. I um, don't think I could possibly put um, Ravishing Rick Rude under any kind of uh, spotlight <laughs> without falling in love with him a little bit. So, um, oh. there, were, there were huge amounts of things. So the warrior said, Vince McMahon never, ever said to me, take steroids. Uh, and the uh, prosecution said, well, but you were really good friends. Mm. He said, yeah, that's right. So if he was going to tell anyone to take steroids, he'd have been happy to tell me. And so it all just falls apart. Um, One great thing that comes out of the questioning is that Vince McMahon's secretary revealed he had his hair cut every 10 days. That's that's (laughs) a sign of doing well, isn't it? That's all right, isn't it? Yeah, just having somebody... Imagine being able to spend 12 quid Every ten days, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> amazing. You, you had your hair cut uh, last week, and I did. It, it put your hair into a, a mad Morrissey quiff. And it, uh, I'm not being funny. You looked about twenty five. The weirdest thing is, I've wanted a Morrissey quiff for years, <laughs> but not within not the now. last six months. No, I don't, I don't even know. He used something new. I, I think I've never seen before. Where he just looked like it's like cement powder. Yeah, and he was just like putting in my hair and pulling. I can't pro. I can't <laughs> Take my, a my hair's now sterile. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was great. It, it was, uh, And he also did that thing, when I was sitting there, these two very sort of like, um, uh, they were Russian guys and they were wearing that sort of um, Versace oh, right, tops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they sat there and one of them turned to the other and he went, this guy is like the best haircut in London. And the other one went, is he expensive? And the other guy went, sure he is. And I thought to myself, bollocks, I haven't seen how much this is going to cost. And when he was putting all this new stuff on my hair, I thought, I'm fucked here. This is, this is going to be, he's going to go, that's £190. Uh, but it turned out to be 20 quid. Grays in Road. Grays in Road. If, if this podcast does nothing else, let me tell you, there is a Barbers on the Grays in Road. If you want the best haircut in London, you go there. Well, that, I, I, that's the first Russian I've ever met in London who thinks 20 quid's a lot of money. And I once got given a, a £50 note by a Russian who uh, wanted a cigarette off me oh. when I was in a club. He said, can I have a cigarette? I said, sure, yeah, yeah. He said, I'm going to give you money for this. I will not take it for free. I said, oh, don't, don't be silly. And then he held out a 50 quid night and I went, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Almost bit his hand off. That is, that um, is the big is worth. The big star in the steroid trial was Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. And everyone is 
panicking about what Hogan is going to say. A mm. couple of things. He's been given immunity from prosecution, Uh-oh. so he can Gay-os. say what he likes. Secondly, he's signed to WCW, who are the competition. Oh, so he's so... no longer got a working relationship with Vince McMahon. So it's, so it's within his best interests, almost. It to is. Fuck over the WWE. And thirdly, Hulk is known very, very... I mean, over the years, he will not necessarily tell the truth. He will say stuff that makes himself look better. Mm. And there was a real worry. Mouth the... steroids, I call it. <laughs> there was a real worry from the WWE side that Hulk Hogan would be the person who put Vince McMahon in prison for right. four years. Um, Hogan comes in entirely different. He was absolutely just tiny compared mm. to, not just physically, but in the way that he, he reacted. Yeah. He seemed really frightened and horrified it had all come to this mm. um he didn't make eye contact with mcmahon once mcmahon didn't make eye contact with him that typical thing of being best friends and suddenly you're on the other side of yeah. you know the courtroom um and they questioned hogan and hogan answered incredibly truthfully the whole way he admitted that he'd been taking steroids since 1976 he said he took loads of them he saw steroids being used um but he also said that vince mcmahon had never actually provided steroids for him occasionally mm. he'd said to can i order some steroids through you and then he'd pick them up and pay for them yeah so what fell apart here is not whether everyone was on steroids everyone was on steroids yeah it was whether or not there was a conspiracy by the wf to put them on steroids yes okay. and that fell down completely mm. so what happened is oh i mean the actual summing up is so exciting it's so good so they get uh, Brevetti, who is Laura Brevetti, who is uh, uh, the, the defence mm. for Vince McMahon. She sits opposite Hogan. And it's just, it thrills me. The way it's written is wicked. Mr. McMahon never ordered you to take steroids. Hogan says, no. Taking steroids was your own personal choice. Yes. Other wrestlers' decision to take steroids was also a personal choice. From my knowledge, yes. Did you ever see McMahon tell a wrestler to take steroids? No. Advances were given by agents to wrestlers everywhere. Yes, this is about the money that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. That, they were given money at the start of the day, which often they'd spend on steroids. Mm. But that money wasn't for steroids; that was their per diem. Per diem yeah. So what they did with it was up to them. And it carried on. Uh, she asked Hulk Hogan. She said, "Do you did you personally feel a tremendous amount of personal pressure as a result of this trial?" And Hogan said, "Yeah, I felt singled out. There was a hysteria like AIDS." Oh no! <laughs> oh Hulk. So they sum up, and the summing up, I, honestly, this is like HBO. It's so exciting. <laughs> so the, the, the government guy, the prosecutor, a guy called uh, Sean O'Shea, mm. and he says, this is about a corporate drug pusher. Some wrestlers wanted steroids and would do anything to keep their jobs. Every drug user has the excuse, and they may believe they need it to go on. But that's why drug pushers have customers. That's why they're illegal drugs. If the pushers have willing customers, that's no defence. The wrestlers were willing to pump up because they wanted the money. They wanted their jobs. And then the WWE defense came in and they were just incredible. I mean, just really smashing it about. The first guy who comes up, uh, Jerry McDevitt, the WWE uh, lawyer, he just sort of says, look at the witnesses that you've got here. These are the best witnesses that you could get. And not one of them has said Vince McMahon (laughs) wanted them to be on steroids. Not one. It's a miracle that they got to the court if that's what they're going to turn up and actually say. It is incredible. I mean, mean, he was saying here, uh, Jerry McDevitt, he said, they brought you nine wrestlers, so they must be the best nine they've got. They brought you wrestlers with grudges, with lawsuits, who work for the competition. Tom Zenk and Rick Rude said they were on steroids. Zenk said he was on steroids three weeks ago and Rude when he was recently in WCW. But the government don't care. They don't want to clean up the current problem. He said to the jury, do you feel you're being asked to do something good here or are you being pushed to get Mr. McMahon? It's just, it's thrilling. Oh, they have... Maybe the, the law courts are the pushers. <laughs> yeah. I like the way that they sort of introduced the, uh, the how many wrestlers? Eight wrestlers? Nine. Nine. Nine, Nine wrestlers. Some with grudges. Bring oh, on the ring! It's so exciting. Oh. You've got this is this is a courtroom drama. I with find, Hulk Hogan. I find the witness ravishing. <laughs> bang bang bang! Big John Stud. It was his, his studly his last appearance in wrestling as well. He was he was very ill at this time. I think he had um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, right. form of cancer, and he had, he testified over on, uh, on phone again saying. It was entirely my decision. I wish I hadn't done them. There was a funny thing where they were talking about steroids, about saying at the time nobody knew they were as bad for you as mm. they were. And um, the WWE defense said it's a, a lot like eggs. Look at eggs. We always thought eggs were really good for us, but they're high in cholesterol. And they're going, you know, if we could all go back and not eat eggs, wouldn't we do it? And I was thinking, <laughs> eggs are bad 
Frightened? <laughs> no idea about no, Mark, this. they're worse than AIDS. Have you not heard? <laughs> Hulk Hogan says uh, he went on television to say this. Wouldn't it be good if, if um, I don't know, I was going to say that, and do you know what? It was, even for me, unpalatable. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was about making a mistake between a vial of steroids and a vial of AIDS, and I'm not no. going to do that joke. Don't do it. It's not even a joke. I'm not going to do that horrible statement that will mean I never work again. Um, <laughs> So uh, uh, the the jury go out for two days, mm. and when they come back, they uh, are massive. <laughs> <laughs> These stories seem very popular. To they are juicy. Uh, they acquitted him uh, of all the charges, mm. uh, and Vince McMahon uh, he did a lovely. I, I mean, the, the government uh, uh, the prosecutor was astonished yeah. that that result came but in. It he really thought like he'd they made fucked it. it though. Like, they, they just have no. It really does. I mean, Vince McMahon came out and did a long press conference, and he sort of said, uh, "I'm elated, just like." in wrestling in the end the good guys always win uh, Vince are you a good guy yeah. they proved that you didn't have a criminal conspiracy going <laughs> but everybody was taking steroids <laughs> and then over the next five years a lot of them died um, <laughs> they said to him how are you going to celebrate tonight and this is like the most Vince McMahon line in the history of the world he said uh, I'm not sure about that but I may celebrate by going back to work you know oh. just oh oh, he's oh. an American hero <laughs> now Later, fast forward. That was modern. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very good, eh? I'm getting into this Put story. Put on the cart wall. Uh, in 2010, uh, Linda, McCar- uh, Linda McCartney. In 2010, <laughs> Linda McCartney. He body it- slammed onto the Giants. <laughs> in front incredible. of 93,000 people. <laughs> Heather Mills came in with a leg drop. Incredible. Um, in 2010, Linda McMahon uh, wanted to run for Senate. Yes. And this story came back up again about this criminal conspiracy mm. that, she, uh, that her husband's company had, had really gone through. And... There was some debate in uh, the papers about whether or not Vince McMahon should have got off of this. And the part of the reason was there was a memo that had been sent to Pat Patterson by Linda McMahon that said, we've heard um, uh, George Zahorian, who was the doctor who yep. supplied the steroids, was being investigated. And there was a question as to whether or not a lot of the paperwork that could have worked in the government's favour to prove a criminal conspiracy yeah. had been destroyed. Right. So they were saying that there could have been a cover-up of this criminal conspiracy. That is a theory that is posited, but not one that the government could prove. Mm. So I'm making it clear that the government brought a errant case against a truly wonderful American businessman. <laughs> and I would like that to be the final word on the matter. I don't want to go to court because I know Vince McMahon does well in court. <laughs> <laughs> his record, his record of knockdowns is excellent. It's up there with uh, uh, John Tetter's, is it Tetter's? John Tetter's uh, <laughs> yeah, sumo, sumo wrestling. Sumo I, wrestling I, I saw very when good. I was going through this, lots of pictures of steroids. Mm. And they're, they're not very exciting. <laughs> no, they're just little bottles <laughs> and stuff, aren't they? I thought, I, I, thought, tablets. I thought they might be like a sort of liquid that was fun looking. Yeah. You know, like full of spangles. <laughs> you know how when you see like pills in the uh, the newspapers yeah, yeah, and yeah. they've got like Mickey Mice on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they look so inert, don't they, I guess? Yeah. I've been taking like a kind of asthma drug that's got steroids in it every day, mm. but it's not one that's going to make you muscular. Uh, the complete opposite, in fact. Um, it makes you less muscular. Do you inject it into your bum? <laughs> no, I don't inject it in my bum. <laughs> right. but, but I think when I've had asthma attacks in the past, when I was a little baby there, to, uh, my mum had to give me a... Prenicillin shot in the arse. Really? Yeah. They, they should have called you for this. <laughs> they should have, instead of Moondog Spot. <laughs> Moondog Spot. And nails <laughs> Moondog name. Spot. The, the one thing came out of the trial as well is he was originally in Demolition, the painted face tag team. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, and he only did two days. And they said, ah, oh, so did he get rid of you because your body wasn't good enough? And he said... No, no. He said they got rid of me really because um, everyone knew it was me under the makeup. He said they, they recognised my nose. <laughs> He's a moon dog. He's got a big dog's nose. Oh, that's adorable. He hasn't. He's just got a middle-aged man's nose. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. <laughs> don't start! Um, and so we go into WrestleMania. For the first time in two and a half years, Vince McMahon is like, great, I can carry on with my life. I mean, so a cloud's been lifted. cloud's been lifted, and there's one other small cloud on the horizon, that this is the single worst year in wrestling history. <laughs> <laughs> and also, like, it just seems to me he's not speculating to accumulate at the moment, because I imagine a lot of lawyers' fees. Yeah, He ain't paying for anybody. We're, at, yep. we're in Hartford, Connecticut. They've, they've also got Pat Patterson, who doesn't do mm. so well in the trial. Pat Patterson has a lot of things where he says, I can't remember, I don't think so. And they say, oh, yeah, but in this last one, you said mm. this. And so Pat's a little bit all over the Tinted, place. Right, yeah. But it means he can come back. And Pat is mm. one of the great minds in wrestling. So the last three years, the problem is Pat's not really been in it. They've had to get rid of him, yeah. largely over a, a, a sexual harassment case that we talked about before, yeah. yeah, which he wasn't involved in, but as an openly gay man, he certainly you know, was, was touched by it, unfortunately, yeah. tainted more than anything. And they, uh, they can bring Pat, Pat in. But what you're seeing here is essentially three years where Pat Patterson has not been there and the stuff they've got, there is never... There is, I mean, the, the the level of the fucking characters they have in this at this period <laughs> is so unbelievable. There's a lot of new faces. Uh, oh, let me say, you get you got cowboys, hillbillies, fucking hillbillies. They, <laughs> in the middle of the year, you get uh, Isaac Yankum, who is Jerry Lawler's demented dentist. You got uh, Bob Spark Plug Holly, who's like a racing car driver. Fucking pig farmers, right? And there's a tag team called the Godwins, and they are Phineas I. Godwin and Henry O. Godwin because it spells pig and hog, right? I've oh. I've I've got a better name, right? It's they should have both been called Chester Ulrich. Nathaniel <laughs> T. Cunt. <laughs> I, I, I hate I hate these fucking... They even bring a garbage man, Duke the Dumpster Drosy. Yeah. And he's just like, oh, do you want to do you know see in this... Do you want to, I, I want to spend 50 quid on a ticket to see a fucking bin man rolling around on a thing. Hey, he's not even Junkyard Dog. If he was Junkyard Dog... <laughs> oh! We're going to talk about Junkyard Dog. It's another Yay. legal thing. You're going to love it. Lovely. Um, but uh, the worst one of all they bring in is something called Mantor. Right. Mantor does not make it to any WrestleManias or SummerSlams. <laughs> right. He he doesn't make it. Uh, uh, he's on TV a few times. Right. But what he is, no one really knew what he was. He's, I think he's a Minotaur. He came out with a bull's head on, and then that would come off, and it was just a bloke underneath. And he would charge and trample, and he would fucking moo. Oh, my God. I've Googled it. <laughs> <laughs> no one's ever said who's come up with Mantor. But I, I, I want to know. This person needs to be put on trial. But the the the, the mask that they put... Well, it's not even a mask. It's just a, a big bull's head. Like yeah. a stuffed bull's head. Yeah, put... and, then, and then that comes off, and he's just, <laughs> he's got, just, he's just got paint on the side of his head, which is sort of like a rumour of a horn. I, I mean, <laughs> what the fuck is this? Dreadful Now, the, this guy, the, the, they did a bit where they sort of went, actually, I think we're on a bit of a losing streak here. So they get Jim Cornette, one of the great speakers in, who sort of manages him, mm. and... When they're talking about it, Jim Cornette is trying to make sense of this, to try and go, what would it be if it wasn't bad? And he goes, he's not actually a Minotaur, right? He's not Mantor. His real name's Mike. 
Right? What the fuck Why are you doing, that? Jim? Why are you doing? What are you doing? The- oh, th- th- this makes perfect sense now. I understand this character. Right? He is a real bloke called Mike Halak. I think his name is. Right. He never really wrestled. He was he, he was originally in Europe wrestling as Bruiser Mastino. Yeah. And then he never really did anything else again. He's famous because he's one of the worst characters of all time. Right. He does nothing. But Mantor totally. I mean, I mean, look him up. It's the sort of thing where, if again, if you had kids, you had six kids, and you went, what would the best wrestler be? They'd, they'd essentially go, he's got a bald head, and he's, <laughs> and he's fat, and he's not good at wrestling, and his real name is Mike. That would, that <laughs> would be crazy. Yeah, so there, there are new characters sort of popping up, because, mm. uh, I mean, I guess the subject is that they've lost a lot of talent to WCW, and everything's a bit yeah. shit, but more than anything else, like... I'm looking at stuff I've got like, uh, well, there's another, it, who's Jacob and Eli Blue? Who are yeah. these people? Like, and the, and cowboy gimmicks. Oh. Like, you could have a Royal Rumble just of cowboy gimmicks, yeah. surely. There's yeah. been so many of them, I d- even I know that. I, I think with the smoking guns who are, they come up later on this, I yeah. think they were an attempt to sort of go, we need some people that really appeal to the ladies, like, <laughs> like the rockers did. And that, so they bring in, they basically invent Brokeback Mountain, right? <laughs> and you've got these guys who are really skinny in uh, these really fucking tight beige denim things. And, and it's so creepy. They look like fucking strippers. And it's so <laughs> awful. And, and, and just, it, it's it, just the worst, the worst period. Every decision that's made is bad. Yeah. And what they've got is they've got loads of these young people. They're doing this new generation thing. So... House show business has been bad, mm. and Bret Hart was the champion. And they're getting about 4,000 people at every house show. They go, do you know what? We need to get a new champion in. Yeah. So they get Diesel, who weirdly is about the same age as Bret Hart, but has not been wrestling as long. He's right. 35. And they get him in because he's a really popular guy, Kevin Nash. He's really funny, he's really charming, and he's big. So they've given up on Lex Luger as being the next Hogan. Mm. Maybe it's this guy. Maybe it's Kevin Nash. So they, they say, let's get rid of Bret Hart because business is down. So they put Diesel in the main position of, as the champion, mm. and business goes down to a record low of under 2,000 per house show. I mean, it's really? just ah. a nightmare. They are, they are, in the course of a year, halving their business, mm. and they can't work out how to stop it. You've got Diesel, who, again, is he supposed to be a truck? I, yeah, I couldn't figure it out, really, because like, he, he, so he, he looks like a biker, yeah. but he's called Diesel. Yeah. And like Kevin... I guess he comes becomes Kevin Nash later on, doesn't he? In WCW. So when right. when he leaves and they have this big takeover, mm. Diesel is a, a WWF trademark. So they right. go by the real names. And this again changes the business because people begin going, oh, this is real. This isn't fake. Yeah. But what what are you if you're Diesel? <laughs> what are you? What you've got Shawn Michaels. That's a man. You've got uh, Bret Hart. That's a man. Yeah. You've got Diesel. The sort of thing you only say if you've put that in your tank and you and your car doesn't run on diesel, yeah, and, and you got diesel. <laughs> like that's it's, just, it's a man who shouldn't be there. Like like I, I'm supposed to suddenly feel affectionate towards diesel. <laughs> you know? Oh, I, do you know? What? I've always liked diesel, so this guy seems okay. <laughs> he does look good, to be fair. I quite like this. I quite like. He's a big, good look. Well, all yeah. right looking guy. Sort of. But he's, he's a good looking guy. I think he's super charismatic. Yeah. And weirdly, when they put him in this position, mm. he shows none of the charisma that he mm. does. Even a year later, yeah. he sort of goes bad. And I think he's making more of himself. What you do see in, in, in this bit is the people who are getting over are the people who understand what they are. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. Yeah. And then you've got people like Diesel and they're going, what is this? Yeah. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. I, why can't I just be like me and be cocky and fun? Yeah. And now I've got to play this character, which is sort of like... Sort of like an Autobot, but a man, and it doesn't transform. I don't, I don't, I just don't get who came up with all of this shit. Um, so they are just having a fucking nightmare. And and the other thrashing around and sort of panicking and kind of, uh, and and I realise they've just come out of a big trial and they've got to be very careful about what they do. But like the start of the show is just like a montage, like they did last time, the, yeah. the 10 years of WrestleMania. This time they do it again. But they do a montage of the best bits of WrestleMania past. No Hogan. Nope. There's one shot of Andre throttling a man yep. three times you, you, shot you at have, him. Ironically, out of all the wrestlers you don't show, the ones that you do see are the Bolsheviks, Nikolai Volkov <laughs> and Boris Zukov, in the back of a shot with Steve Allen. <laughs> the two so... worst wrestlers in the world. Um, it, it, it's a weird thing where they're just going, do you know what wrestling is about? Not about wrestling. No, yeah, it's about Donald Trump running Run DMC and Macaulay Culkin. Just all yep. the celebs, and obviously uh, this time around, uh, they've spent a lot of money on celebs. That's yeah. where they're. That's where the money's yeah. gone into. Even this goes hilariously wrong. <laughs> oh, it's such you're a mess. Gonna, you're going to love it. It's such a mess. So 
the big thing that's built up throughout the whole of this is Pamela Anderson yes, okay, is there. Yeah, yeah. And they have a big thing about where is she, where's she gone. Yeah. She's supposed to be accompanying Shawn Michaels to the ring. Yeah. And they'd done a, a little bit uh, at the Royal Rumble back in January where she was there right, okay. and she appears with Shawn Michaels at the end to say well done. So she's sort of like a valet in yeah. that thing. She at this time is the most famous woman. Oh, huge. On earth. Mm. Although, as you see from this WrestleMania... Jenny McCarthy is actually far preferable. <laughs> what happens is they go, so she'll be coming with Shawn Michaels to the ring. What a great gimmick. You've got rid of Sensational Sherry and you've got Pamela Anderson, the world's the woman most the club, famous yeah. woman. Mm. And backstage, before they go on, um, Tommy Lee and Shawn Michaels get into a proper punch-up. Oh, really? And the reason wow. is uh, Tommy Lee sort of goes, you have overstepped a mark with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so instead of going, well, this will all go perfectly well, they have to do a thing where they go, oh, Christ, well, maybe if Jenny McCarthy will go with him and then Pamela Anderson can go with Diesel. And that's the agreement they come to. <laughs> my fucking God, nothing is going right. Uh, my, my absolute favourite bit of it is when Pamela Anderson comes out, there's a roar from the crowd. Yeah. And rather than go, isn't that nice? She visibly flinches. Like, oh, that's hurting my <laughs> ear. Everything is going wrong. But, oh, this, wow. but this celebrities thing, I mean, nobody is paying attention to what's going on in the ring. Nobody's paying attention to what's going on in the ring. Uh, just admin-wise, they can't get the sound right. They can't get the lighting oh. right. It's just a shit show from start to finish. What? And it's like, you've done this <laughs> ten times. Yeah. And you've done this even in the second show. In the set WrestleMania 2, you did better work. Oh, it's, it's, there's such a funny bit where it opens and it's got Vince and Jerry Lawler there. And so Vince now, now this is over, he's yeah. put himself back front and centre. Yeah, and that didn't fill me with great love. I no. Was, I was like, oh, good. He it's has Lawler that, and McMahon again. He, he basically is introducing the person who's going to be singing the national anthem. We are going to be fucking talking about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> he's introducing the person doing the, uh, the national anthem and there's no sound on the mic at all. Yeah. So you can just see this tiny Vince McMahon in a ring throwing his arms around <laughs> like he's doing interpretive dance. This is like, oh, fucking great. Brilliant. What a mess. But, but the celebrities that are actually there, mm. uh, Pamela Anderson, as yep. big as she ever gets, uh, Home Improvement's John Tiller Thomas, of yeah. course, <laughs> one, of the, one of the kids out of Home Improvement. Uh, I think he's the like replacement Macaulay Culkin, because Culkin was at one before, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, a strange um, thing as well of, of wanting always to sort of go, let's have a child star there. <laughs> I, don't, so I, I don't think around the wrestlers that's a great booking. <laughs> Uh, Jenny McCarthy, who's uh, now obviously an, an anti-vaxxer lunatic. Um, uh, salt and Pepper, they're there on point. Yep. Uh, and Lawrence Taylor's all-pro team. Now, Lawrence Taylor, obviously a big NFL star. I think yeah. he'd retire at this point, but he was a bit of a bad boy. Uh, one of the most incredible defenders in the NFL, yes. apparently. Still seen as being top ten of yeah, all time. exactly. Um, uh, but what I like on his, uh, on, his, on, his, uh, on his autobiography, I think he said, uh, well, he constantly gets suspended for cooking. Right. Constantly gets suspended for cooking. Well, he's uh, found he found the right business <laughs> to move into. <laughs> he failed a second drug test, and after a second positive test, he gave up drugs for five years because a third positive test would mean he has to leave the NFL. Uh-huh. Uh, and as he approached retirement, he said... Basically, in his second autobiography, uh, I'm seeing Blow as the only bright spot in my future. <laughs> like, he's looking forward to having a debilitating COVID, which I think is incredible. Oh, amazing. You, you've <laughs> got to have a goal. There's something brilliant about being a sportsman and going, you know, sport is all very well, but do you know the thing I'd really like to be remembered for? My prodigious intake of beak. <laughs> the, um, uh, 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 again, with that, with that Mike's thing, there's just, again, everything goes so wrong yeah. in that Vince McMahon... He has a bit where he just says, what is WrestleMania? WrestleMania, simply put, is the standard excellence in sport entertainment. And they <laughs> prove that by 40 times. It goes backstage and the mics so, just aren't working. So badly. It's, it's so poor. There's a bit as well where uh, Jim Ross does an interview with someone in the pitch black. Oh, it's that is incredible. Like, oh. they, they, they go, but it... Like, I think um, uh, he, at the end, just goes, I'm, I'm giving up. So yeah. I think move on. But like, the, it's completely dark. You can barely hear what's going on. He can't see the wrestler to give the microphone to. It's such a yeah. bloody mess. And tying it all together is NYPD Blues' Nicholas Tuturo. <laughs> I know. And he's not a presenter. No. He's an actor. Yeah. He's N- NYPD Blues' Nicholas Tur- Tuturo. <laughs> but he has to somehow tidy it all together. Vincent Mann, presumably, could na- this Pamela Anderson backstage yeah. Tommy Lee thing so, makes so much sense because they keep throwing... Nicholas Tuturo's big thing is, where is Pam Anderson? Yes. And that is a genuine question that's being asked. Where's Arn Anderson? <laughs> he might have helped somehow. He might have sorted it out. Fuck, I mean, it is... It is it's so It's so unfortunate. They're lucky in <laughs> way that the celebrities they have there are working really hard to try and keep it on the rails and apart they're doing a good job Pamela Anderson. apart from Pamela Anderson who literally doesn't I mean, know I mean, oh, she may as well just be in a virgin megastore there's a little clip they show and it's from the Royal Rumble where she arrives in a car and they've got everyone waiting out for her mm. and they've clearly not said to her 
when it pulls up, you are going to be surrounded by what looked like a group of lunatics. Um, <laughs> and so they've got Mabel, who's put on some sunglasses, because that's how you fuck Pamela Anderson. <laughs> you, you might be 580 pounds and, and look like something from uh, fucking Neil Gaiman's The Sandman. <laughs> but if you wear some sunglasses, she might fuck you. He's there with Dink, the tiny midget clown. Oh, yeah, good. Tatanka, who's dressed as a Native American and sort of doing all kissy face. <laughs> and she comes out of this, this, this limo and she as she gets out and she takes a step back as all these monsters loom towards her it is so and she keeps her back against the wall and she goes through a door and they all go oh because they all thought they were going to have sex with her then i have never seen someone walk along a wall so no one can get behind them i've heard she that expression from canada oh. it's polite place <laughs> she polite you could place. tell her that but she must have spent from the royal rumble to wrestlemania that two month period just going but, but Leo, you have Leo. to get me out of it. You have <laughs> to get me out of it. I, don't, I, want I do don't want to do it. And he's going, look, it's already signed. You've got it. And they're going, I'm really frightened. I'm, I hate you. Take Tommy Lee along. Nothing will happen. <laughs> oh, God. Um, the national anthem this year, again, this is all part of Vince McMahon saying, we are not a horrible, sordid organisation. Yeah. And they get uh, a lady from the Special Olympics to sing the uh, America the Beautiful. Um, she was a last minute replacement. Was she? Yeah. Because if you Google Kathy Huey, which mm. is her name, uh, if you Google her name and the word Olympian, the only thing that comes up is WrestleMania. Really? Like you can't find any, I can't, maybe I'm spelling it wrong, I cannot find any reference to her right. being in the Special Olympics. I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, she's she's clearly visually impaired, yes, visually yeah, challenged. Yeah. She, I don't know, I mean, I mean, I don't know how they found out she was a singer. I mean, she's got, hell of, she's got pipes on her. It's I'll what they used that. to call operetta. Yeah. Which is, opera is, you can go, that's opera. Yeah. And pop music, you go, that's pop music. And operetta, you sort of go, oh, it's neither really. Yeah, you, it, yeah, it's it's like you you can sing a pop song, but w- she, wiggle your voice a bit. Yeah, so she'll sort of go, oh, <laughs> and it's really, oh, okay. We, we, no one can boo. <laughs> no. But we would. Uh, she replaced the Salt band. were doing it. She replaced the band Fishbone. Oh, wow. <laughs> Why did Fishbone not want part of this? I believe I don't, Fishbone will not be associated with any organisation who take drugs. Are they? Are they massive stoners? Fishbone. Fishbone. They sound like they might. Be. They. They sound like a. It's a horrible enough name. That I sort of go. Oh, you sound skanky. Fishbone. Uh, fishbone. Fishbone. Tell me about uh, Fishbone. American uh, band from 1979. Uh, yeah, they sound like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, they look like the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> One man is played. There's a lot of brass involved. There's a man with a gigantic saxophone. I don't know what that is. Good uh, God! But yeah, well, they proactive, self-conscious diversity, goofy sense of humour, and sharp social commentary. Uh, the oh, group- <laughs> sharp <laughs> social commentary. That's that's exactly what I want from my my fucking music. <laughs> in, in the same way as I want a really good beat from my newspaper. <laughs> Awful. Um, so, they, were, they, so were on Monday, they were on Monday Night Raw though. Oh, were so, they? Oh, there you go. Ah. Apparently, uh, Vincent Mann heard Fishbourne's planned rendition of the song and decided against having the band really? the event. Really? Oh, that's great. He went, that's too much scar for me. <laughs> too much roots. <laughs> too much roots for me. How? Oh, I, I, you see, that's now that's very much... So bash, Wikipedia bash needs to be updated. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. The, uh, salt and Pepper are there. Mm. And you think, oh, why didn't they do the national anthem? And they were actually there. On the network, they've cut the performance. Really? But they did a brilliant rendition of What a Man when Lawrence Taylor comes in. Oh, do they? Which is right, such yeah. a better thing. So on, on the actual thing, I think he's just got some... They use the music from Superstars, the old um, British... You know Superstars, where like Kevin Keegan yes, would, yeah, would yeah. cycle and, bike, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then do weightlifting. Mm. They use that... Ba, 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 bum, boom, 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 boom. Ah. But on the original, the original it broadcast, and, and the take Salt and Pepper doing What a Man. Why didn't they sign... The rights for that. Yeah. Oh, mate. The thing is, though, it pro- like the, the problem with stuff like that is certainly, l- I don't know whether live performances count like that. Mm. I mean, if you, no, but if you're doing your single, I mean, presumably that's you, just you, an archive. You sign that thing that they says. They probably just didn't write. They, they were too busy with their fucking, um, yeah, uh, like their, nose their, bag. Their, 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 <laughs> <laughs> too busy with their uh, court orders to sort of deal with, you know, signing off uh, yeah. performances in, in perpetuity. Because like video games a lot of the time, like uh, Grand Theft Auto is always celebrated as like having an amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, stuff like that. All mm. these games had amazing soundtracks. Um, they only last for like, because obviously, obviously games are downloadable now constantly. Yeah. You can just go and they download They used to them. have that thing that said in all, you know, they this replace is, all you're, songs you're signing it and it's, you know, for all medium mm. as yet it's only, undiscovered. But it's only for like 10 years usually. Oh, so you it's think probably outside the statute. That would be a bit of a worry for them because mm. presumably you could go, well, I'm King Kong Bundy. I signed this 20 years ago. You're still using. And in yeah. fact, there have actually been a few cases brought. I think Raven, the wrestler, he brought something about saying, I'm on the network and yet, 
you know, I don't get anything for that. Yeah. But you can see all of my matches. Yes. And they basically sort of went, no, no, you, you signed that over. Mm. Um, so I'm not sure. I think that will be a thing that will be tested, uh, especially as you think, see things like, you know, this YouTube thing and the EU, re- you know, stuff going through at the minute where they're saying, oh, maybe you're going to have to pay for videos and things. I Can you tell I've, I've briefly skimmed this <laughs> and, and thought I had a handle on it, but now realise I'm lacking in my handle. Ravishing Rick Marquez <laughs> on the stand. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, a couple of things that are worth pointing out. This is also, even though it's the low point for wrestling, the high point for bad wrestling merchandise. Okay. And there are loads of the worst T-shirts in the world. <laughs> Proper, you know your rock one? Yes. That the yeah. rock retweeted you wearing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. all over print. Mm. In 95, you could get them on everyone. So you'd have an Undertaker one in yellow that would be a full print Picture, of a T-shirt. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. And you see those. There's a Razor Ramon one you see and a mm. Bret Hart one. And they are just the single worst things they ever put out <laughs> that now look great and vintage and cool. Yeah. I'd really like them. I remember at the time, <laughs> this, is, this again is a period where I, I'd, I'd had enough of wrestling and I really dipped out here. Part of that was the Lawrence Taylor thing. Mm. Here, pre-internet, there was no way of working out who Lawrence Taylor was. No. And he was so famous in the States. They don't even bother saying who he like, was. Who he was, yeah. No, it'd be like, I mean... When they bring out all of the, the, the guys who are the football players, mm. uh, to a British audience, I mean, I mean you, uh, who were, you might as well say, oh, you know, we, we don't need to tell you who this is. It's Fiji's national swimming team. <laughs> you know, it was so mystifying. Yeah. And, and then that, com- that combined with the terrible characters and then the bad merchandise, mm. this thing was just going to hell and Off the rails, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah. appalling. For young Mark Haynes, anyway. Very much so. I'm just glad that Lawler didn't fuck his intro like he did last time. Because he, <laughs> he mashed up his intro or something chronic. He was dreadful last time. Yes. He's, he, he's not bad on this one. Yeah, I he's mean, pretty good, yeah. He's, he's firing away some, some gags out there. He's pretty sort of, you know, not sexist and brutal. No, he's not as bad as he was. Like Maybe he's been told. As off. terrible as he can be. Shall we try <laughs> and get to one match? All right, let's do one match before we uh, have to chip off. Okay, the first uh, match is Allied Powers, British Bulldog and Lex Luger versus Jacob and Eli Blue uh, with Uncle Zebekiah. Uh, <laughs> Uncle, Ze- Uncle Zebekiah is great. You'd, <laughs> love, you'd love Uncle Zebekiah. He's a guy called Dutch Mantel. He's uh, been around for ages. Vietnam vet. Mm. Uh, he was there for 11 months and I don't think he had a great war. I think uh, he was... Uh, quite sort of traumatised as yeah. a lot of people were mm. uh, he comes back he um, he was a good wrestler mm. um, small but he used to uh, fight Jerry Lawler a lot and mm. they were huge at the time he also became a really really good booker right. so he went over to Puerto Rico where he, they were selling out stadiums every week yeah. and he was booking that um, he's also really well known for the fact that he was uh, on the scene uh, in the in the event where Bruiser Brody was murdered uh, in Bioman Stadium in Puerto Rico. Right. And Bruiser Brody is one of the the great brawlers in wrestling history. Mm. He was a guy who never signed with a single federation. He was a, an independent wrestler and he could be a main event anywhere in the world. Mm. So he was a huge star in Japan. He was a huge star in Puerto Rico. He was a huge star in America. And he was also quite a difficult man to work with because he knew his own value. Yeah. So he wouldn't do jobs particularly. Right, you know, okay. he, would, he would always want to go over or he'd yeah. lose by DQ. And he was a difficult guy to work with because he was one of the biggest stars in the world. Uh, he'd been working in Puerto Rico for years and years and years. And uh, on this night, they arrive at the stadium uh, uh, together, Bruiser Brody and uh, Dutch Mantel. And Mantel says there was a funny feeling in the air, yeah. tension. Uh, and the owner of the Puerto Rican uh, Federation, which is the WWC, the World Wrestling Council, is mm. a guy called Carlos Colon. And he was there with uh, a guy called Invader One, who was the big baby face in the territory, uh, who was a guy called Jose Gonzalez. And uh, Dutch Mantel said, look, it was such a tense situation. I thought I'd do what I normally do, which is I'll go out and have a look at the crowd, see how it's getting on. So he goes out and has a look at the crowd, places filling up. Mm. He walks back in and there's chaos. Mm. And what has happened since he's been gone is Invader One has asked Bruiser Brody to come into the bathroom with him to discuss some business. That was a common thing done when you had a big dressing room. You'd head off into the bathroom because it was a a private place, like an office. And what happened there is Jose Gonzalez stabbed Bruiser Brody once with a knife. Mm. Uh, No one knows really what it's about. Brody came out. Uh, he was stabbed. They could see air coming out of the wound, mm. which they later found out was he'd been his stabbed lung. in the lung. Yeah. Uh, it was 25 minutes before an ambulance turned up. They actually had to put a, 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 sort of a bulletin out on the radio to get the ambulance to come in. Right. When the guys arrived there, the police and the ambulance guys, the ambulance guys couldn't lift him. So Tony Atlas, another American wrestler who was there, had to carry Bruiser Brody up some stairs to get him into the back of the ambulance. Yeah. The ambulance goes off. The police are there, and the police don't know whether this is real or not. So they're not really working. <laughs> There's no sort of things. In this time, Invader One, who has stabbed Brody, just leaves. Yeah. And he comes back later wearing a different shirt. 
right. people are saying, what has gone on? And they're like, well, don't worry about it. Let's go and wrestle. It'll all be fine. <laughs> so weird. Crazy. So they go out, they do this. It's all tense. It's weird. I, I, I mean, just, just bizarre. Mm. Um, uh, Brody gets to the hospital and they, they can't save him. And he dies at 5 a.m. that morning. It's la- la- uh, loss of blood. Mm. Um, Dutch Mantel always says if he was in an American hospital, he thinks he would have survived. Yeah. Um, so naturally what happens is there's been a murder. Mm. Um, and that's it. Nothing, Nothing then happens. happens. So Dutch Mantel is told, we'll bring you back and we'll, um, we'll get the case sorted. And he receives his uh, information about the court date the day after the trial's all taken place. Uh, Jose Gonzalez is charged with the murder of Bruiser Brody. I think he pleads guilty, but he's acquitted. Uh, he then goes back into wrestling. Um, it, the, <laughs> the, the answer is, it was a mad cover-up. Somebody, mm. there was either money or it was a sense of the foreigner's Whatever it was, yeah. most of the wrestlers packed up, went home, and they never went back to Puerto Rico. Right. A couple of them did. But it is probably the most famous wrestling murder of someone who was at the top of their game. It's hard to give you an equivalent of who it would be, like even today, but it would be the biggest heel in the world mm. uh, who was working all around the world, mm. is murdered by a massive wrestler, and nothing happens. Um, Incredible. There's been some things over the years where, where Invader won. He went on to become a huge babyface. Mm. I mean, unforgiven, but the fans didn't mind in Puerto Rico. I mean, it was just, it's just, it's really <laughs> worth reading about. There, there are a couple of good books about it. There's still not been one that's absolutely perfect, yeah. but there's, there's some good books about Bruiser Brody. Mm. His matches are really worth watching. I mean, they are fantastic. Um, but Dutch Mantel was there and he's really one of the people who has talked most openly about what he saw. Um, he's an interesting guy. I mean, he, he, um, he was also a Dutch Mantel to, to get off the sort of bleakness of ending this on the death of Bruiser Brody, which um, is, I mean, it's so bleak. It's so mm. horrible. Um, uh, Dutch Mantel was also the best man at The Undertaker's wedding. Um, <laughs> I don't know nice. which one, but the other person who was the best man at Undertaker's wedding was a guy called Brian Lee, who plays the fake Undertaker in one of the uh, SummerSlams. Oh, the fi- oh, okay, okay, right. Okay. Yeah, and that, and that Hindi film. Okay, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the Undertaker's that's best man. He saw him and he went, you are good. You are so good at being me, you can be my best man. Aww. I'm not sure that how that worked. And uh, <laughs> Dutch Mantel also gave Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, he gave him the Steve Austin name. Oh, nice. So This guy's um, got a finger in so many pies. He has, and he's sort of underrated as to how great he is, because mm. you only ever see him as a hillbilly manager. Yeah. Um, uh, the Steve Austin was called Steve Williams. There was already a wrestler called Steve Williams. So Dutch Mantel came up with Steve Austin as the stage surname. Uh, he also came up with two others, which he was going to give him, which were Stevie Rage or William Stevenson III, <laughs> which is really poor. I don't think he could have saw that last one. No, I yeah. don't think so. Um, uh, do you want to get into some uh, serious Nazi chat, or should we save that for next time? Let's save that for next time, Mark, <laughs> frightening man. Uh, we'll be back next week. If you want to get in touch with the show, it's... Uh, what is the email address? It's very tired and I'm very oh, hot. Oh, it's a WrestleMePod, is it? At, no, uh, do you know what? I yeah. do not know. I tell you, you know what, what. I tell you what. Get me on Twitter, it's at show, WrestleMePod. You know what it is? It's show at WrestleMePod.com. Oh, wow. I did a big build-up there. Sorry. Like telling people how they could do it, and then your brain kicks show back Show at WrestleMePod.com. Good uh, Get in news. touch if you want to say hello. <laughs> I'm melting down a little bit. Just look, look, if you want to speak to us, just shout into the air, and hopefully <laughs> one you. of us will hear it. Small and we singles. Can, and we'll, and we'll, we'll, look, that's the way we're going to do it. Right? <laughs> ne- next week, Nazis. Bye! A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. 
Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 